Welcome to Into the 99, where we have 99 cards because Commander's number one, and I'm one of your hosts, Brian. I'm another one of your hosts, Zach. And I'm Daniel. And today we're going to be doing a mini episode on Lithoform Engine and a few other cards that were that were spoiled today. Uh, today's date would be Monday, September 7th. Yeah, there was just a... The spoilers, there's no way to not talk about them. They're they're pretty insane. Um, the They're all three going to be artifacts that we're going to quickly touch on, and they're nuts. I'll, yeah. let, uh, I'll let Zach take this first one away. So the first one we're going to talk about is... Um, well, it's not one of the mythics. It's one of the rares I'm actually really excited about. We'll touch on it quickly and then move on to the bigger ones. Uh, the first one is Skycleave Relic. It's a three-drop artifact of Kicker 3. It has Indestructible. And when Skycleave Relic enters the battlefield, if it was kicked, create two tap tokens that are copies of Skycleave Relic. You can tap them to add one mana of any color to your mana pool. First off, wow. Like, what a phenomenal card that that is going to be. Just insane. Like, the ability to kick it late game and have it produce three mana as opposed to the one. Or early game still uh, one one mana producing indestructible artifact is great. Yeah, the inclusion of Kicker is awesome, but the fact that it's indestructible is really what blows my mind. Having a three drop, you know, it's kind of what you want to see in a three drop artifact, or at least what's expected, you know, being able to tap for any color. So it already feels a lot like Darksteel Ingot, which, you know, we, we typically run a lot in Commander to begin with, but having the Kicker to make two copies is, God, that's just well, so good. And as, as you guys saw on our stream there, me dropping an Elish Norm, which is a, what, seven drop on turn three, like I would be able to drop this yep. turn three or turn four and be able to have it kicked and producing three mana of any color. This is phenomenal ramp. And this is also a really good uh, extra inclusion for uh, multicolored decks that don't have that budget. For an insane land base, this is going to be a staple for them. They're going to need stuff like this because the ability to make something for six mana, making three different any color taps indestructible, just just a great card overall. Like like I said on last week's episode, we nothing seems super overwhelming so far, but like there's so many that I'm so excited for. It's not just rares and mythics. It's not just legendaries. There's stuff for everyone in this set. What I really like about this card specifically is the fact that it makes two token copies. We've seen so many things in the last, like, I'd say two years of Commander that really care about, co- you know, token copies of things. We can populate these things. We can. Oh, yeah. Um, we'll doubling like, season it. Oh, that's nuts. Bruticlad. Like, oh, I didn't, even think, all of I didn't even think about Bruticlad, but that would be really good. I mean, granted, like, they all come into tap, but still, like, the. Well, actually, I'd, would oh, they come into play? Too? Only no, no, they, yeah. So it enters the battlefield if it's ki- yeah, if it's kicked, it creates two tapped ones. It itself will come oh, in untapped. Right. So it you're gonna get one of them to go on the first turn, two on the like three total. That's so good. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited about this card. When I saw it this morning, I was just like, man. I mean, granted, there's a lot. You know, the other two cards we're about to talk about are also nuts, but this card, like, I, I just was so pumped about. <laughs> It's uh, it's pretty nuts. I really like it. Um, it's probably one of the rares that I'm more excited in the set because a lot of these uh, the next the next one we talk about has a place only in a specific kind of deck. This though has a home in everything. Like monocolor's not gonna enjoy it as much, but if you're in a color that needs it, like white, for instance, it's a great card for white decks. Well, and two, you know about it with monocolor decks. There are certain monocolor decks 
that are going to care more, or not necessarily monocolor, but commanders and monocolors that care about artifacts so much. Yep. That the decker is just going to be, like, getting two more artifacts for six mana is going to be worth it. Oh, yeah. Well, a, a six mana, we, we generally will, will dump five mana into, uh, what's the Gilded Lotus? We'll dump five mana into Gilded Lotus and we'll be all happy about it, right? This is three right. separate instances instead of just that tap for three. It, it's very, very good. And again, it has that utility of early game. If you really need it, you don't have to invest so much. I really like a lot of the variety in this set so far with the ability that there's early game and late game potential. You're not locked into one or the other as you generally are in most of your cards. Yeah, that's something I can definitely agree with you about. Like having kicker on these cards, I think is great in general. Like it makes the set more viable, both late game and early game, but also like what we've seen with the pathway lands too. Yeah. Like just having, having the option whether I'm going to use this spell because I need it or no, I need this spell to be a land is just, I think it's going to do wonders for our format. I, I'm very excited for it overall in general. Um, I think it's that fit into like a lot of decks, like especially any artifact decks can really profit and get more, more ramp out of it. Absolutely. Um, the next one is Forsaken Monument. This is for colorless decks, and colorless decks don't really get a lot of love. So it's a pretty cool card for that. For a lot of Eldrazi travel is going to want this. Uh, Zach has a deck that's going to run this. So I'll let Zach actually take this one as well here. Oh, I feel so honored. Uh, Forsaken, <laughs> Forsaken Monument is a five-cost legendary artifact. It reads colorless creatures you control get plus two, plus two. Whenever you tap a permanent for... Colors mana, so showing the star uh, mana, you add an additional star mana or colors, however you want to refer to it. And whenever you cast a colorless spell, you gain two life. Eldrazi's don't need any more power. They're already big enough. My, but my Karn Silver Golem deck, <laughs> like, well, welcome. I guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Any artifacts. Yeah, that's a really good idea. Well, yeah. So, artifact commanders in general, like, you, you really don't get to see too much of it. But, like, this is really, it's a permanent. So if you're tapping wastes, you're tapping wastes for two, which is such a good bonus in those decks. It's nice, too, because, like, you know, we are on Zendikar, and we're obviously not seeing Eldrazi, but this is like a, it's almost yeah. like a, a nod, you know, like, hey, we're not dealing with Eldrazi, but, hey, remember Eldrazi, we're on this plane? <laughs> well, art-wise, that actually does look like the burned-out husk of Ulamog. Yeah, I can see that. So. It's pretty nuts. It reminds me a lot of like when I saw El Hamaret's archives spoiled. Like there's just, or even like the Immortal Sun. There's just so much stuff like stapled on this card. At any point in time, like it feels like you get to one line of text, it's like, oh, that seems worth it. Then you get to the second line of text, like, oh, that seems worth it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're like just, this is cool. They stapled, yeah, they staple so much value. Like I honestly didn't even realize until I just read it that you <laughs> you got two life for casting a color spell. Yeah, I, I just saw that this the, time too. Well, and yeah, I've only read the first two things. That's what we were talking about last uh, with that white angel. Is that any two of these three would be great abilities? Honestly, even the whenever you tap a permanent for colorless, add an additional colorless would be a great ability. Yeah, I'd still think I'd be a mythic even without the without the additional stuff. It's just it's crazy. Yeah, like uh, mana doubling is is always a cool thing to get, and like you said, so many decks like uh. Brutaclad, like we were talking about, or uh, I run a Memnarch deck, so there's a lot of colorless in there. 
So yeah, like just the ability to like pump your creatures up, uh, you gain your life. Like it's just an all around great card for any, any deck that is colorless or artifact themed deck. Like I like the fact that it's legendary too. So you can't, you know, I'm air quoting here, abuse it, but it's also an artifact, which means there are definitely like a billion ways that you can abuse this and the legendary calls mean nothing. So yep. I'm really excited to like, try to break this card in the most like jankiest way possible. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> and the final card <laughs> the final card spoiled today is just uh it's actually the reason we're recording an episode so early in the week because I saw this and I was like, well this is nonsense. There's uh in my <laughs> in my opinion, there's no reason to not run this in any deck. No matter what kind of deck you're playing, it can it can run something like this. This is crazy. Uh, yeah, so, Daniel. Daniel texted me or messaged me. I was saying that. So, Wizards has finally printed their most powerful card. Yeah, my my opinion is this actually might be the strongest card they've ever printed. So, I w- yeah, I don't know Definitely. if other people are going to agree with that, but my my stipulation for that is again, it's colorless and it can go in any deck solely on its color. Uh, it's legendary artifact, so it can be fetched out very easily, like, uh, Sisse, for instance, uh, Sisse Shrine deck can fetch this out really, really easy. It's only for, like, it's very, very good, and we'll go over it. It has three abilities, and the fact that the three of ab- three abilities sit on the same card is just bananas, and they get stronger and stronger each one. So I'll start the first one. It's two and a tap, copy target activated or triggered ability you control. You may choose new targets for the copy. Phenomenal. So it's a strionic, a strionic resonator. Phenomenal. You can copy Narset triggers like we know is important. Uh, you can copy your Golos trigger, Ryan. Yep. That's uh, why, yeah, I have it in my curse deck for that. Well, yeah, but that's what I mean. Activated or triggered abilities is, is just going to be, in general, uh, a very, very strong utility. There's so many decks that care about, uh, like, landfall triggers, for instance, right? The ability to copy yep. an important one, uh, you can copy a Crater Hoof Behemoth trigger for two. Oh, that's That sounds great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you then can it, copy Elkazi triggers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you, yeah. Annihilator is triggered, Brian. And Brian is triggered by Annihilator. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for three, copy target instant or sorcery spell. You, uh, you control, you may choose new targets for the copy. Nuts. Just a bananas card. So if you have a counterspell... Yeah, there's another way for you to have infinite turns. Well, you're in a counterspell <laughs> battle with someone. You're not holding that extra counterspell, but you have the colorless mana. All of these are colorless abilities, by the way, which is just crazy. Um, so, again, yes, uh, my Kalamax deck, like or any any copy spell deck, like a Kess kind of deck, Storm-style decks, are really going to care about abilities like this. Three mana to copy is nothing. There's uh, There's no reason to not run it in decks that are spell-intensive, for three mana, you copy your rever- uh, repeated reverberation. The next time you cast, you're copying it four times. If you don't have other copy spells like Swarm Intelligence or Twinning Staff or whatever other copy nonsense you have on the board. And that's, again, phenomenal. This card with those two abilities stapled on, Mythic Level card, extremely strong card, four mana with a two and a three. Great card. But then, then they just took it further. They can't leave well enough alone. And... I'll let Brian read the last ability here. So it is tap four colorless and copy target permanent spell you control. That's nuts. So that's, 
everything. Everything that you can cast, you can copy with this card. Well, uh, uh, so I want to I want to jump in. That's land, second. I guess. Uh, we got kind of got so excited to read what the abilities were. We forgot to actually read the name of the card and what <laughs> CMC was. That's very true. So yeah. this is <laughs> this is Lithoform Engine. It's a four cost legendary artifact. And what's really neat about this is, um, you guys know, like I. I'm really big about like the story and all that, like you guys are too, but this is also one that they've actually stapled at the bottom that this is story spotlight. So you know this card was going to be powerful to begin with. Ooh, I didn't even see from, that on the card. Yeah, it's right at the very bottom. Um, MTGstory.com. So yeah. <laughs> you, uh, you already knew right off the bat that it was going to be powerful, but I just didn't, you know, the, this level of absurdity. Well, any, anything with like electricity coming out of it, we know it's going to have some power. This card is Who so strong that I actually went to look if it was real. I thought this must be a joke. Man, so I see manipulator. I guess just went through puberty is what happened. <laughs> like, oh god, this is ridiculous. Well, well, let's talk first and oh. foremost. This is a very easy card so, to break. If you're copying target activated or triggered ability, voltaic uh, key. There's a activated ability so you'll have two untaps if you can generate your mana you, like you can really really tap and untap this infinitely very very easy because that's an activated ability um there's so many broken interactions with it but just the ability to i guess really do nonsensical things a really good example is Chulain cares about putting permanence in really really fast so you're casting creatures generally they'll have like an etb but you're you want the draw and you want the uh, ability to bounce it so like we said it with crater hoof for instance you're able to pay for copy another crater hoof if you can untap it copy the crater hoof triggered ability uh, but for permanents that matter so things like a uh, doubling season for instance having a second doubling season on the field is bananas for anyone who's ever had a token deck across the table and seen what a doubling season is it, it, you don't want a second one on the field, let alone a second of their uh, anointed procession, their parallel lives. There, there's so many. This making a second tender shoot dryad is crazy. I think I'd be making like double, double spheres of safeties. Yeah. Well, <laughs> of, of anything that's important, Brian, two smothering tithes. Are you going to pay yeah. the four? The rustic studies. Oh. <laughs> This is, two, uh, like I said, just... Two Cabal Coffers. Oh, it has to be permanent spell, so you at least can't get land. You have to oh, cast yeah, it. Land. Yeah, yeah, so that's the... Because yeah. that's the first thing I thought. I was like, I'm just going to copy all of my good lands, for sure. But, that being said, you can copy, like, everything that, like, makes you good lands. Yeah, I mean, I just like the route of going, oh, wait, does this... Yeah, you could do... Well, I guess you couldn't do... Planeswalkers let's get rid of the legendary rule. So you could Oh, you but could there's a card the that does. It's mirror of, gallery. You could target the trigger of the Cabal Coffers. Yep. Oh, that is true. The so I don't yep. know if you guys I don't know if you guys have like really looked at the art, but uh I kinda like was zoomed in because I could tell it was a face. It looks like it's Nahiri's face actually on the the engine. It actually does not I'm looking at it. That's pretty cool. Looks like TK yeah, Nahiri. It, it makes sense with it being, you know, lithoform engine, you know, yeah. So I wonder if this was the item, or was part of the item that she was grabbing at the beginning of the uh, video. The copy becomes a token. This is, like I said, this is just insane. Uh, for the Tiny Bones deck I just played, sitting here copying, like, Sangromancers or Migrans, Liliana's Caress, 
any any nonsense pieces like that. There's it's boundless of what this card can do and what its abilities are. I'm gonna sit here and copy Panharmonicons. So do we think this is gonna be the next Paradox engine for the format? I I don't even know, but like I said at this point, I cannot think of a single deck that one of these three abilities is not good for. I, I can't think of so, one card, especially it all comes down to affordability. If this turns out to be a fifty dollar card, then you're gonna see it a lot less. But if this sits at like the ten dollar range, you're gonna see this in a lot. There's no reason not to. There's no reason well, that people wouldn't be playing it. It's crazy too because when you've looked at how Wizards have has done things recently, I I think the market has been much more flush with uh you know standard legal or yeah standard sets. So like cards that start out expensive just don't end up saying that. Like you know excuse me, Grim Tutor for is a really good example where we saw it when it was first printed. It's super expensive now. When the second printing out in uh, M21, it stayed kind of pricey for a second. But once packs started getting cracked, it plummeted in price. I think I got mine for like $10. Grim Tutor uh, has I mean, gone if, down a fair bit. I could see this being something where, like, yeah, if you don't get it while it's being opened, I could definitely see it being expensive. But man, with so many people buying, you know, collector boosters and just cracking packs in general and how hard they're pushing standard and all that stuff, like, I, I want to say this for a while, so, like, it's one of those, if we, if you can get your hands on them, get them on, get your hands on them when you can. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, well, I'll, again, like I was saying, this set just seems worth cracking. The rares, mythics, uncommons, they all seem, I've said many times that I don't think much of it's oppressive. This isn't oppressive, but this is, in my opinion, like, uh, it's not a must-include, but it's it's good in any deck. You you yep. mentioned uh, on our podcast that we recorded this weekend, uh, or on our episode that you re- we recorded this weekend, that the power creep wasn't really there. But do you, are you are you going to change your your stance on that? No, no, I I think that the power creep is there. I think that it's good power creep though right now. Like uh, none of it's none of it's bad. None of it's like game breaking. Because this is the thing, Lithoman Litho ah Lithoform engine is not game breaking, right? It just enables people to do more with the deck style that they actually play. So if you're a deck that runs a lot of uh, triggered abilities or stuff like that, like, uh, for instance, your Valduck, which is uh, you get three one elementals for each equipment on them in combat, you want the ability mm-hmm. to copy that, obviously, right? So yeah. Any, yeah. any deck that runs in those, uh, any Calamex cast, like, copy spell ones, like I said, also is going to want to do that. And then... Some some things just have like a. This isn't going to be a super competitive kind of deck, uh, staple. But like you're going to see it in a lot of decks that have uh, like Yarok is going to want one of these for sure. Yarok is going to want to like double up on like important triggers like Fairy Artisans, uh, just like a Panharmonicon. Any of those kind of things. Uh, Helm of the Host is a triggered ability, so the ability to pay two and trigger an extra Helm of the Host. Like there's. There's a ton of really, really cool interactions with this card. And again, it's not overtly powerful in the sense that it's going to break the format, but it just has so much potential across so many decks, and that's where my opinion is I, coming from. I think the thing that'll kind of help temper a lot of like the like potential like of this card being broken, you know, you got to think we're, we're dealing with artifacts. Almost every color can deal with artifacts, yep. you know, to a degree. We're also looking at it as a legendary artifact, so... You can't, like, there are ways to definitely get around the fact that it's legendary, but 
you're typically only going to have one of these. And you got to think too, like it's, it's four to, you know, four to cast. And then to use any of its abilities, you're looking at what six mana, seven mana and eight mana, which, you know, commander, that's not that unreasonable, but mm-hmm. like there are definitely ways to like, while this card is powerful and I'm not trying to downsell it, just like being devil's advocate, there's still, you know, how many times are you going to be able to? Oh, to there's get answers to this whatever for sure. You yeah, you know, like I, I'm excited. And I I want to jam it in so many different decks just because, like, it's another tool that we get to play with. That's really cool. But like, it's also I think going to, you know, be kept in check. You know, I don't think it's going to be the boogeyman of our format, but I think it's going to be a card that's going to allow a lot of really neat interactions. Oh, what? Well, and that's just it. Like I said, this isn't going to be. A competitive staple but this is going to pop up in your play groups for sure you're going to see a ton of people want to want to build and incorporate this like i i already have the need for a hundred of these cards one for every deck oh 300 i I would i really hope this does you know find its way into competitive because like i personally i never thought that um etherflux reservoir you know stuff like that would see its way into cdh and man like yeah, it is a win time for a lot of different lot decks. Of time, yeah. I would love to see this get there just to see, because like, I, you know, seeing how people can take stuff like this that we already know is powerful, because the two formats, you know, are, want very different things, but I want to see how, you know, a format that's more competitive can break this card. I, I want to see those deck lists and those plays and those interactions. Like I said, there's, in my opinion, there is no, no major downside to this card. This is, it's very worthwhile including in a lot of these decks. Yeah, I'm excited. This set is shaping up to be another just really good standard set. Like, I feel like we've been getting spoiled lately with so many cool cards and like Core 20 or M21, whatever you want to call it, I think gave us a lot of really cool tools and a lot of really good reprints. And then going into this set where we're getting even more stuff that just seems like overall good value, not just like specific like things that only work. At but just value in general of cards that already exist is just, God, it's making me super excited to see what the rest or what the uh, upcoming year is going to give us with all these sets that have just been announced. Yeah, oh. exactly. I'm really looking forward to it because like I'm, I'm, every every card that I've seen so far is getting exciting. Um, I really look forward to that Viking set that's not coming out later. Call time, yeah. Yeah. I'm still. I'm definitely going to be having a Viking tribal deck if they allow me. Definitely sure. I'm curious if we'll see, uh, we probably, I don't know if we'll see Viking as a, uh, creature type or if we'll see Barbarian as like the Viking, you know, creature type. Yeah. But yeah, but that's, that's, I think that's for all for another episode. Yeah, that's, that's all we wanted to touch on today really quickly with those ones. Uh, let us know what, what would you use for this Lithoform engine? What, uh, what commander do you think it's going to be best in and what would you copy? Everything. <laughs> Yeah, and if uh, you happen to have happen to be uh, a you know, competitive player, please give me all your bra- big brain ideas. Like, I want to know what you guys are going to try to do to break this card. So we can break this card. That's <laughs> going to be it for now. We're just going to end up wrapping it up here. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Brian, tell them where they can find us. So you can find us on all the major uh, social media, such as Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, we stream every Saturday evening at 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. 8 p.m. Eastern, and after those games are done, we put them all onto our YouTube page, which you can find into the 99 uh, on the YouTube search. 
Um, as well as if you enjoy our content and you would like to support us, you can find us on Patreon, Into the 99. Um, and again, thank you to Lil- Lillian of the Vale, who is our first uh, Patreon. And we look forward to everyone else that joins us. Thank you and have a great day. Bye, guys. See ya.